Welcome to the Straight Out of Home Video Podcast, part of the Geeky Waffle Network. Welcome to a very special crossover episode between our podcast, Straight Out of Home Video, and our brand new show, What the Hair. Today, we're talking about the 2017 direct-to-home movie, Tangled Before Ever After. I'm Candice, and with me are my co-hosts, Arzu. Hello. Krista. Hi. And Maggie. Hello. All the waffles are here. Well, some of the waffles are here. A lot of waffles are here. <laughs> Many waffles. Many waffles. And we're here to talk about, like, again, Tangled. I'm utterly obsessed, which includes this TV movie, which is more like a pilot movie. It's the mm. two-day, it's a 2D animated movie that takes place between the original Walt Disney animated animation studio film Tangled and the short Tangled Ever After. It takes place six months after the original film, and we get to see how Eugene and Rapunzel are adapting to royal life. This movie was released on DVD on April 11th, 2017, and February 5th, 2018, in the United States and United Kingdoms, respectively. So that's why it's a straight-out-of-home video podcast episode, too. Okay, does anyone want to try to give, like, a quick summary of this movie? I usually get Bree to do it, but Bree's not here today. Krista, you do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, it's your intonation. It's your... Initiation into the waffle. I'm not ready, but okay, we're just going to go with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the one thing about Disney movies is you see them live happily ever after. You never know what happens. What are the consequences from that first film? And these are the consequences. This is what happens when Rapunzel and Eugene go off to live in the castle. She gets to reconnect with her parents, and you get to see what does happen with someone with a lot of trauma who's been locked up in a tower is now basically locked up in a castle and has to become a princess. Someone who has, you know, no people abilities and now has to like talk to fancy people. Um, so we see her struggling to fit into royal life and her princess duties. We see her overprotective father really struggling with his trauma of his daughter being kidnapped and being way too overprotective. And we see other people in the kingdom decide that they need to get their revenge on the king right now. Uh, and uh, surprise, surprise, Rapunzel's hair comes back. Okay, so what do you all think about Rapunzel growing her hair back? Do you uh, feel like it's a marketing ploy? Yes. Yeah, it's 100% <laughs> a marketing ploy. They, they knew what little girls wanted to see, and little boys. They knew what their audience wanted to see from Rapunzel, and they just rolled with it. They're like, yeah, yeah, no, she grew it back. It felt a little bit like a cheat, but then again, since this is the start to the TV show, it made sense that, like, yeah, you'd want Rapunzel with her, like, fantastic magical hair to go have adventures. Um, if this had just been a sequel and there hadn't been a TV show after it, it would have felt just kind of like a cheat. Yeah, and Rapunzel's like hair explained. stresses me out because <laughs> the length of it varies depending on what they need it to do. It's so like it's cascading hair, <laughs> i know but like they have it cascading all around the room and then in like tangled those girls managed to braid it so it's ankle length and i'm like hair gets shorter when you braid it, it doesn't get that much shorter those little girls so, are talented are you yeah. yeah i figured they like folded the hair <laughs> like tripled it up and then braided it yeah, i don't know it's supposed to be but... 70 feet of hair which is stresses me out as someone who can't like keep like two feet of hair yeah like I did appreciate in this movie, at least, that her hair gets caught on something because all of the first movie, I'm like, that hair going through the forest should have rocks in it, should so have gross. like bird poop, like <laughs> dead squirrels. squirrels. In there. <laughs> I did, 
I did think it was fun. I don't think it does this in the movie, but I could be wrong. But when she's opening the carriage door, like towards the end of the of the movie, and the hair wraps itself around the handle and pulls, I'm like, is that new? I don't remember. <laughs> I, but feel I enjoyed like that feature of her it, hair. It's a much it's much more like a part of Rapunzel in this series. Like it like grabs onto things. It can be used to like swing around more and well, it's the, different. We find out it's different than the yeah. hair she had before because this time you can't just cut it like Eugene did. Yeah. It's stronger. Yeah. It's like a tentacle. Well, it's kind of a Mary Sue. It can do whatever it wants. It's more like a tentacle. Oh. It's a tentacle. This is getting into weird territory. <laughs> what did you all think about the switch to 2D animation? Because the original Tangled is CGI. It's cute. I like the animation. I really style. love 2D. I think it's good because it doesn't get you to compare the movie to this because I feel like that's like if we go to Aladdin to Return of Jafar, mm-hmm. like the animation is so bad when you compare the two, but you can't compare 2D and 3D really. Yeah, I mean, like obviously the animation in the original Tangled is so beautiful and so amazing, like nothing could ever be as good as that. But yeah, I didn't feel like I was offended by the animation in this because it was so different. You know, it's like for a TV show and different medium. Uh, but yeah, compared to like, yeah, Return to Jafar where you're actually cringing as you're watching. <laughs> I like, I agree with Maggie. I like 2D animation and like just as a style in general, because, you know, that's the style I grew up with. Exactly. And I don't think they would have had the budget to sustain the 3D mm-hmm. level of animation that they did in the movie anyway. So I like that they're not trying to make it like 90s Disney animation. It is very much its own style, but it still has that cozy 2D quality. So I liked it. It's supposed to be like we're in Rapunzel's journal and this is her art form and this is her story. Girls got skills. Girls just got skills. What did you think of the like new character, Cassandra? I love handmaiding. I love Cassandra. I love all of the new characters in this. Oh, well, we get Lady Kane, who's played by another uh, Broadway star, Laura Mitanelli, who's a Tony Award winning actress. And she is against King Frederick because King Frederick went a little too far with his trauma and took it out on the people of Corona. But it was like very sexy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's coming out already. It's coming she, out. I mean, okay. she's right. Let her speak. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, well, that's going to be towards the end. Okay, let's work our way up to that. Let me have some more caffeine first. I liked (laughs) Lady Kane, though. I liked her. I liked her vibe. Yeah, she got that energy. She gave me a little bit of like, I don't know if it was the hair, but like Meg from Hercules, if Meg was like kind of evil. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Just something about the hair. I just kind of liked it. So, yeah, Cassandra is played by Eden Espinosa, another Broadway star. She was like the second Alfie. Alfie, how do you say I'm wicked? Alphaba. Elphaba, yes. And she is amazing, and I love her. <laughs> She's fantastic. And I was so happy when she finally got to change out of that dress partway through the movie when they went on their adventure. Because you're just like, no, it just doesn't suit her. Like, that's not her. And then all of a sudden, she's, like, in the trousers and, like, in the outfit. And you're like, oh, good. It's going to go down now. Like, yes. Oh, the whole uh, wind in my hair sequence when they're out adventuring. I just think it's lovely. And the music. Yeah, so all the music for this movie and the series is by Alan Macon and Glenn Slater, the original people who did the original movie. So many people from the original are working on this, like Mandy Moore and Zachary Levi. 
kind of knew it was going to be good because they got these two stars back for a whole TV series, you know? Yeah. I think I think it would have been noticeable, especially if it wasn't Mandy Moore and Zachary Levi, like mm-hmm. if they were trying to get sound alikes, because we all we know from doing straight out of home video that anytime they try to do sound alikes, it doesn't land. And mm-hmm. I think yeah. this being so recent, I think that would have been extremely noticeable yeah. if that made sense. Except for Jim Cummings. Maybe they could have Jim Cummings do Mandy Moore because he can yeah, do he anybody's can voice. Pull it off. Does Winnie the Pooh, does Scar, can do Mandy Moore, you know. Hondo. <laughs> Oh, speaking of Star Wars people, Dee Bradley Baker, who plays all the clones in the Clone Wars, Rebels, everything, plays Pascal in this show. Shocked. I'm shocked. Does <laughs> Dee Bradley talk. Baker to do an animal again? He, he makes sounds. Squeaks. Barely. He talks more. He talks more in the series. They just record him, like, get him in to, like, just record a batch of stuff like- and they just cycle it in when they need it. I was like, do they make noises when his eyebrow goes up or something? I was like, I don't remember noises. Okay, well, let's talk about King Frederick. Let's talk about King Frederick. Oh, so, King Frederick. First of all, he's tall. Oh my god. Dark he's and dark haired. He's grumpy and stern. And he's just he just has her best interests at heart. And it's just like, oh no. Have I disappointed you? What are you going to do about it? <laughs> oh, no. I'm okay. sorry. He's but... played by Clancy Brown. He's played by plays... Savage Press. He's played by Mr. Krabs. I <laughs> love Savage Press. Clancy Brown. He's amazing. He's been in everything. His voice is in everything. I've been He's in the same room as him. <laughs> you what? I like, I, I've been in the same room as him. And I was like, oh, my God, it's Clancy Brown. He's played every hot dad on television. He's canonically a hot dad. He's canonically a hot um, Dathomirian. So what is not to love about He's King Frederick? He's also a crab. Yeah, well, I hey, can't not hear the look, crab voice. Look, he's a dad too. Mr. Krabs is a good father just <laughs> trying his best. <laughs> to keep that Krabby Patty secret. Look, <laughs> if that's his whole business so that he can support his beloved daughter, then why is he going to let this recipe get away? Okay, okay. Okay, so the mother is played by Julie Bowen, who is her modern family. She plays Claire. Love her. And yeah, I really loved seeing Rapunzel with her parents. Krista and I talked about this in our first episode of What the Hair. It's like, Rapunzel actually has both her parents alive. And she has like a bonus crazy step mother adopted mother yeah yeah and like we don't see that again until like moana yeah mm. speaking of hot dads let's talk about moana's dad <laughs> okay oh my gosh <laughs> okay and is that because he's played by a certain someone i mean it helps but that's not why <laughs> so innocent okay so i can't claim that i've listened to every geeky waffle episode out there but i feel like the episodes just always tend to go in this direction somehow. It's me. It's me. Oh, okay. It makes too. sense now. I'm, yeah. Just and reeling we, them back. We love her for that. And then when I'm here, it's even worse. Yeah. They, <laughs> they feed, feed off, off each, each other, other and then it just, just builds and builds and builds. Okay, something interesting that I was reminded of in this um, movie, because I've seen this movie a hundred times and also the series too, 
is um, it suggests that the king and queens were the ones who gave Rapunzel her name because in the flashback voice, at least, we hear the king shouting out for his daughter, Rapunzel. So I was like, Gothel didn't even change her name. <laughs> Gothel's dumb because Gothel didn't change her birthday either. Yeah. So she's just, she laid the path for Rapunzel to go home. <laughs> Yeah, we talked about that quite a bit. Like, she could have just made this very easy on herself, lied about a couple more things, and would have been good. Yeah. She wasn't... It's not like she's opposed to lying. You know? But, okay. I will admit, when I first saw this, I was very suspicious of Cassandra. Cassandra. Because she takes Rapunzel out to see these weird, mysterious rocks, and then it just felt very sus to me. But, of course, you know. It's protective of Rapunzel. But that's the thing. Disney has conditioned you to not trust anyone. Also, Disney princesses don't usually have human best friends. No. That too. True. And I, I really appreciate that they do that. And a lot of the series is focused on her. It's more focused on her relationship with Cassandra than Eugene. Wouldn't you say, Maggie? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, like the movie, the original movie and the short about her and Eugene... But this series is about her and Cass. And mm-hmm. also just Rapunzel in general trying to like figure out how to live outside the tower. And do any of y'all feel like that's going to be us when all of this is over? <laughs> yeah. I, there are certain things I wouldn't have done pre-pandemic that I've already forgotten I'm not supposed to do in public. Like, like visibly sing along to music that I hear in the store. Mm-hmm. It's not something you're really supposed to do in public, but I have a mask on. Who who knows what I'm doing? I dance in grocery store aisles. I've been talking to the dog in public. I have less of a filter in public. Yeah. Oh, I say f- all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you can beat that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about current events. So this is a first spoken reference to the kingdom of Corona. Mm, yes. That was fun. <laughs> so ironic. And then like it's a series and I don't know who's in this movie, but like multiple people go i love corona <laughs> it's just it's the kingdom of corona whose princess is dealing with prolonged periods of isolation and social awkwardness mm-hmm. so a lot of it is hitting very close to home all of her activities baking painting reading yeah reading knitting talking to her pet i yeah i did during especially the major part of lockdown some of us are going back into lockdown. Hey. hey, hey, hey. Hashtag blessed. Oh, so gosh. I felt bad for uh, Rapunzel early on when her parents are like, okay, you have to be this perfect princess now. And uh, you have to greet all these like guests Dignitaries. that are coming to the coronation. And I'm like, in the last six months, did they not give her just some basic etiquette classes? Like, then she would have known not to say those things to them. So I'm like, really, it's on the king and queen. If they thought a girl that, like, lived in a tower her whole life was going to know how to, like, talk to these people in, like, the proper way. Or even just wearing shoes. Yeah. I, but I feel like Cassandra, like, alludes to, like, she's, like, sighing at Rapunzel when she gets back. Like, we've talked about this kind of thing. And we do get some flashbacks in the series and we find out a little bit about what Rapunzel did before this movie i don't want to get too much away so maybe they did try and give her some etiquette classes and then just didn't stick <laughs> it doesn't take it just yeah. doesn't take she's too busy 
Yeah, because I feel like team. <laughs> Cassandra's been trying to get that girl in shoes for six months. <laughs> just it's not it's not going to happen. Oh, that just makes me nervous. Her feet are always bare. But I mean, she probably has some really good calluses built up on those oh, puppies. Yeah. I mean, she's fine. I used to walk around outside barefoot. It's fine. I still walk around outside barefoot. Who am I kidding? So something major that happens in this movie is Eugene proposes. Oh, God. Okay, he proposes God. during her coronation. So, I like, Eugene's great, but way to make something that's not about you suddenly all about you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then in front of all those people, too, you already know this girl is just getting used to being around crowds. Another point where she is very relatable to us right now. Yeah, I just yeah. got full on like secondhand embarrassment the moment he started talking. Like I got flashbacks to like The Office with like Michael Scott. Like it was that bad. And he you know, then the proposal and talking, 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 and like if he had just shut up after the first few lines, she probably would have said yes. But he had to keep hammering home like we will never leave this utopia. Um, and it just goes to show that like public proposals are like ninety nine times out of a hundred the worst possible idea. <laughs> Also a really great representation of like a panic attack setting in. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because the way that it like showed her looking for her escape route and like the way that the camera shifted even in 2D. I was like, ah, yes, somebody gets it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I felt like they also like, they don't go into it a ton, but you can tell like the king still has unresolved trauma from her being kidnapped and him trying to keep her safe. And he's going to all these links that aren't really working very well. And she just wants to get out of there after being locked up for so long and feeling locked up again. So I, I like that they kind of address those things like subtly. It's just a trauma fest. It is. But I really love what they did was like, so Rapunzel is like 18, 18 and a half, because it's been six months after her birthday. She has not done anything. Well, Eugene has been around the world thieving, you know, <laughs> doing whatever he wants. He's, I think he's about five years older than her. I have it somewhere. He's 26. She's 18 and he's 26. In the series, they change it. Oh, I see. So he's, I think he's like 24 right now, which makes it a little bit better. They're both adults. (laughs) It's fine. He meets her when she's 17. They're both adults when they get together. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. It's back then too. So let's just go that way. There we go. And it just, like, brings up, like, that good point where he's ready to settle down because he's done it all. He knows what's out there while mm-hmm. she doesn't. And I'm glad to see that they weren't, that there are different places in their lives. And I love what Eugene said to actually Pascal. He thought he was pouring his heart <laughs> out to Rapunzel. <laughs> and what he says, like, you really feel for him. Like, you understand he was an orphan. He grew up on the streets a lot of the time. He doesn't have anything permanent. And I bet he's terrified. The king someday is just going to be like, get out of my castle. And he it's not about like, he does love Rapunzel, but I feel like he's insecure himself too. Mm -hmm. It just makes all these characters so relatable. Yeah. And I like seeing some like healthy, like believable conflict between a couple. You know, they're not like grossly misunderstanding each other after like one word or something they're like they're just in different places in their life and kind of need different things and they come together and realize okay well you need to be patient with me and you know like you need to understand me and they need to talk but like i love that that's like relatable and not just like ridiculous drama for no reason so it's not beauty and the beast bell's magical world then (laughs) 
I am purposely not watching that movie because I love the original so much and don't I do don't it. want it to no, that's be. That's a good call. That's a good call. It's so. It's a lot of that. Eugene <sighs> thinks he's 22 at this time. I'm not going to say anymore. He thinks he's 22? He he's 22. Was he kidnapped and his fake mother also lied to him about like his age or something? Well, his fake mother story. at least knew what she was doing. It's oh, a long okay. story. He's actually 23, but he thinks he's 22. Great. Uh, I look forward to <laughs> figuring out what you're talking about. <laughs> we get to season three and Chris is like, oh, oh, this random thing they said in the second episode finally makes sense. And I totally <laughs> remembered it. Yeah, no, I'll bring it up again when we get there. Um, but can we talk about my favorite character? Because we have not mentioned him at all. And that is Apolline. And that is Maximus. Um, and once again, in this movie, he proves that he is the most reliable and useful character in the series. <laughs> he saves Rapunzel when uh, the bridge is collapsing, um, when they're at the coronation ceremony and they realize things are going badly. Cassandra tells Pascal, they're like, go get Max. Um, and then he stops Lady Kane from escaping. So basically, they should rename the show Maximus, the horse that get done. <laughs> he's a good boy he's, he's amazing he's a good boy and i love that he's like he just goes in the castle all the time like he's up in rapunzel's room with cassandra trying to help her like cut her hair he's captain of the guard like he goes up to the two guards uh, like <laughs> yell yell yells in horse at one man. of them for not having he a regulation man. outfit and then <laughs> they leave so he can guard her I love the power this horse has. Because <laughs> who's going to say no to him? Exactly. No. Oh, and honestly, I like burst out laughing when Eugene comes in and sees all the hair and he tries to tell Rapunzel, like, you shouldn't hide anything from the people you love. And then Queen Ariana knocks on the door and he's like, hide your hair, woman. <laughs> it's that was great. The best. Yeah, the show has kept a lot of the comedy from the original movie. I mean, the original movie was just so perfect with all its comic timing. I don't know if anything could be exactly as perfect as that, but they they still hit a lot of those beats. Yeah, I feel like the same feel is here. The same, I don't know, je ne sais quoi. <laughs> Since we get some French in this one too. Which I appreciate you appreciate as a Canadian that they added some French? As a, as a, somebody who is fluent in French, yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you remember how to say the, there's more in you? Plus c'est en vous. Yes. Which makes me think maybe Queen Ariana is from France because uh, Rapunzel's a, a German tale. So, yeah. Be interesting. Queen Ariana moved from France. Yeah, to, to marry, marry a hot, hot guy, husband. right? Yeah. Queen Ariana so needs hot. to watch her back. <laughs> Anyway, um, anyway, I also really enjoyed <laughs> the cameo by the frying pan. Yes. Back yes. In the end to save the day. Um, and Eugene using it as like a boomerang while not like realistic at all is hilarious. And I'm like, can we now call it like a flying pan? <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. I wrote that in my notes. I had to say it. <laughs> you had to. I had to. Okay. You guys ready for some Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, God. Okay, so there's no critic score. There are like three critics um, reviews. They're all positive and fresh. But there's not enough to do a whole official rating. So there is an audience score. Who would like to do the first guess? It's Prices Rights rules. Don't go over. 81%. Okay. Uh, 74. Krista? I already looked. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, y'all are over. It got 69%. 
Nice. And I 69. Oh my god. Oh gosh. Does it walk the count? Stop the count. That's all it's gonna say. Oh, most people were saying, yeah, it's good as the other one. Some people don't like the 2D animation. Um Amy Ratcliffe of IGN. Yes, we all know her. Said Tangled Before Ever After is an enjoyable and entertaining return to Corona. The elements you liked from the film are all present and they have the opportunity to continue and develop in a new story. New so, yeah. like Amy. Yeah, we like Amy. She's a Star Wars writer. But yeah, overall, Chris, are you excited to get to the series? Get- yes. Well, I think this is a great introduction. I mean, if this was like a standalone sequel, you know, it wouldn't have worked as well. But since, you know, it's leading into the series, it sets up the show really well. So yeah. I'm excited. Arzu, got you interested in watching any of the series? I've seen some of the series. Um, it When it came out, I was living in Switzerland at the time, and it was hard to get. So my roommate and I, oh, Chelsea, who has been on, on yeah. the network before, Chelsea and I um, watched, like, the first eight episodes, and then they kind of became hard to find. But I'm curious to, like, start it again and keep going. Okay, we're going to be adding Arzu into some invites. Yeah for this episode and Mackie has seen the series I have I loved it I loved it too it's just so good I'm so excited to rewatch it and then make make Chris rewatch it oh watch so for those of you that have seen it like all the way through and like watching this again like knowing what happens do you feel like it sets up everything really well do you feel like there's things that you caught now that maybe you didn't the first time without giving away too many spoilers I feel like it sets up it very well. It's mm-hmm. it sets up a mystery, but then it also answers the mysteries mm-hmm. as it goes along. So it's not just like mystery, mystery, mystery. Because I feel like kids would be too overwhelmed for that. Mm-hmm. Also, I would just be ticked. <laughs> Lost is one of the only shows I stopped watching because they just didn't answer anything. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> but yeah, I think it does a good job. This is a good job setting up. And we have more characters to come. Like one of my favorites, Varian, is in the next episode. And he's interesting, isn't he, Maggie? Yes. He's also voiced by Jeremy Jordan, who I have a gigantic crush on. I love Jeremy Jordan. (laughs) It makes it really awkward because he's like supposed to be a child in here, but he has his manly voice. (laughs) (laughs) He hit puberty early. (laughs) He hit it early. He did some experiments and he was just like, this voice is here. But I love they cast they cast Jamory Jordan because uh, one of the creators of the show's daughters like was a huge fan of his. <laughs> so it was just you know, and one of the creators' daughters is named Ariana, and that's how they got the name for the queen. Aww. which is cute. I like that. But yeah, I am really excited. I. What are you, Krista? What are you looking forward to? Um. Well, you mentioned the queen. I think I'm looking forward to seeing more development with her. And Rapunzel's relationship. Um, they focused a lot on the king and Rapunzel not being a conflict. So I'm sure that's going to keep continuing. But I would love to see more with the queen. Because I feel like she kind of gets Rapunzel a lot better right now. Um, and wouldn't mind her kind of like telling the king to like slow it down a bit. Um, yeah. And just adventures and seeing more of Cassandra. I think she's a really fun character and adds a lot to the mix. And her and Eugene, I'm sure, will be at each other's throats for a while like the whole time like the whole time <laughs> the whole i can play that hi um arzy are you looking forward to starting the show the yeah 
yeah, I'm sort of evaluating what shows I need to binge because I've decided to take this week off, um, like mostly off um, what shows to like binge. And I'm trying to gauge like when I can fit Tangled in because I feel like <laughs> it's one of those you can just watch all the way through. Oh, yeah. It's very easy to like not stop. But oh, I'm absolutely, absolutely going to watch this now. Okay. So good. It's a very solid Disney show. I think this is the best sequel. I will say it. The best sequel. Disney sequel. Direct to home movie sequel. Yes. Beauty and the Beast Enchanted Christmas. I'm sorry. (laughs) Enchanted Christmas and King of Thieves are things that exist. (gasps) And yet you make this statement. King of Thieves. I'm just saying. I can't help it. This is so well done and it is worthy of Tangled. 100%. I agree. Thank you, Maggie. 100%. Okay. So, Arzy, where can people find you online? Online, you can find me at... I forgot my Twitter. At... <laughs> it's your I name, at, I will say at ArzuD2. That's not right. You can find me on Twitter at Arzu. I mean, my screen name is ArzuD2, so you will also see that if you look for me. So, yeah, that's, that's the best place to find me. And over at the Geeky Waffle hosting the Space Waffle Show, and writing on the site. And I write a couple other places now, too. One of which I'm hesitant to jinx, but you'll see it on my Twitter if you check. Krista, do you have anything online that you don't mind people knowing about? Um, You can find me fangirling about this uh, Tangled TV show in the future on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> Maggie, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Maggie of the Town. Uh, I'm also a host of the Starbucks Lovers, the Taylor Swift podcast on the Geeky Waffle Network, and we will be back in the new year. Great. And yeah, you can find us at thegeekywaffle.com, geeky underscore waffle on Twitter, the Geeky Waffle everywhere else, including Facebook, Patreon, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all the fun places. And yeah, make sure to subscribe to What the Hair. If you're listening to this on home video, it will be in the show notes. You can find me at Candace is a Geek on Twitter. And we hope you all have a happily ever after until your hair grows back. <laughs>